This is a Brunch Pre-Oscars mini-podcast that contains spoilers, but we can't imagine you care if you haven't seen the movie and you're afraid of spoilers. There's no way you would logically seek out a podcast about the movie. Let us begin. Licorice Pizza. The uh, the quite humble Licorice Pizza coming in with three Oscar nominations. Best Picture, Best Director, where Paul Thomas Anderson has the longest odds, and a slight favorite to win best original screenplay this was one of the first movies we saw of this batch this is the final one of these that we're recording this for me is despite being not a favorite to win i think six best betting odds this is one of the two pure elite movies of this group yeah i mean it feels weird because like i had i didn't I, I got caught up on most of the movies late, but this was the one of the only movies that I had seen as it was released. And after I saw it, I was like, okay, this is definitely going to be in the running for Best Picture because this was a delightful movie. Yeah, yeah. Where do you – where do you – I know that you're a big drive-my-car guy, but is – so if I'm like Coda and Licorice Pizza are at the top, are you like drive-my-car and Licorice Pizza are at the top or – It's uh, it, it's in the top three. Like I would say drive-my-car is my number one and then Coda and Licorice Pizza are like a 2A, 2B situation. Okay, so this – I mean, maybe it's because um, maybe it's because the favorite movie in this group, Power of the Dog, is so boring that like this movie feels like such a breath of fresh air compared to some of the other ones. And obviously, it's much, much, much lighter subject matter. Although the TikTok kids uh, weren't yes. happy with there, there's obviously like inappropriate things in there's this, uncomfortable in this subject matter right but the 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 tone and like the the pace and everything of the movie and that's almost what makes it banging soundtrack makes it, it it's it's not in black and white as yeah. belfast is people aren't killing each other but that's almost what makes it more uncomfortable is that like it's so light yeah and, but but like it is a delightful movie it is the the like the pace of it is great the the mix of of like drama and humor is unbelievable. Like it's just a very, very enjoyable watch. I have to look to double check. Um, but as I look through, right. As I look through the other best picture nominees, this is by far the funniest. Absolutely. Of them. Yeah. And it's, it's only real competition. Probably don't, is look, up. don't look up, but I think and, this is way funnier than don't look up. Right. This it's, it's way smarter. It's, it, it gets laughs in like really stupid places, and it it gets laughs from without saying anything, like nonverbal things, like the the shots. And this, I guess, also goes into cinematography, where it's not nominated. But there's so many just like shots of either Danielle Heim or the little brother of Gary in this movie, where like one of them will be doing something, something will be going on. And they'll just, just like, like train the up. camera, <laughs> right? I, yeah, the, I mean, the scene where Danielle pokes her head up is amazing. But they'll just like train the camera on their faces, and they're just like looking around, like, "What's going on?" And I mean, not to like rank the Heim sister acting performances. Danielle is obviously given the the fewest lines and the perhaps lightest like load. the lightest lifting for sure, uh, but like. 
everything counts. They like Paul Thomas Anderson makes everything count in this movie. The scene where uh, Alana goes in and is talking with like the casting agent or I don't know who, who it is, yeah. but uh, there's so many like close-ups on that woman's face when she answers the phone and just keeps saying no and laughing. Like, I don't know. It's just fucking classic Paul Thomas Anderson. There's so many good things about this movie. The music's amazing. Alana Heim, awesome fucking performance. Snub there, but like a, kind of a, an unexpected or an expected snub. Yeah. Uh, would you say that this movie has the most rewatchability of any in the category? Yes. The ones that I would rewatch. Like Coda are, for sure. Yeah. Coda. Honestly, I would watch re- rewatch West Side Story. Yep, Nightmare Alley. I'd toss on again, even though it's long. Nightmare Alley is 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 long, and I think that it loses a little bit of luster once you kind of like see your way through the mystery. Yeah, part of it, and yeah, I, I just don't know how much how much desire there's going to be for me to go back and revisit that. I mean, zero for Power of the Dog. I'll never watch that movie again. I'm so uh, glad. Yeah. to say that. Um, yeah, Don't Look I would, Up does have rewatchability. I think. I, I, I've watched I, it three times. I liked it less the second time that I watched it. So I, I think that this is probably the most rewatchable movie that uh, of the of the year. Interesting. I mean, do you think though that this is with three nominations and with no Alanheim nomination. We'll talk about Bradley Cooper in a second. Do you think that this movie, despite being nominated for Best Picture, is like being done a disservice? Like under, or, underappreciated by the Academy? It has the same betting odds for Best Picture as Don't Look Up. So Yeah, yeah I would say that, yeah, it's kind of getting disrespected a little bit. Like, for me, it's in the top three. And yeah. But I there is like a big... There is a big group of people that didn't like this movie for some reason. An initial reaction that I got from someone smart I trust said that they're like, it was a really fun movie, but like things have to happen in movies. And I was like, well, I disagree. Uh, But things happen in this movie. Things happen in this movie. It tells like a story. It goes from point A to point B. And like, I would say more happens in this movie than happens in Power of the Dog. And that's the that's the betting favorite. Yeah. I mean. So there are so many acts of this movie yeah. where shit happens and like it it's like it's honestly like maybe a little bit overwhelming that's that so much shit happens and you kind of go from act to act to act. Right. And it kind of feels like a bunch of vignettes in a way. For example, you could have seriously this would make it a worse movie, but you could have cut out the whole uh Alana acting Sean Penn yes. um Tom Waits thing. You could cut that out of the movie and probably save like, I don't know, like 20 minutes, 20, 20 minutes. 30 minutes, something like that. I wouldn't want to, but like, and that, that but that's like a big, that, that, that like things fucking you happen don't, you, there. And you don't get to that part of the movie and you're like, oh, fuck, I got to make it through this. Right. Oh, I mean, that that is just the character that Tom Waits was born to play. <laughs> yeah. Just guy with the hat, cigar, fake directing a movie. Yelling, <laughs> right. Yeah. Action. Sean Penn, incredible in that scene. Some amazing like shots of uh, like Alana over Sean Penn's shoulder. The scene where Gary's at the table with his friends. Direct sight lines. Yeah, yes. He requests direct sight lines at the tail of the cock. Uh, There's so many like very small lines that are funny. Oh yeah, that like if a worse person had written this movie or directed this movie would not nearly hit. Yeah, but Paul Thomas Anderson fucking like 
is so good at that shit. Fuck off, Danielle. Uh, you're making calls about pinball machines. I'm a politician. Uh, there's, there's, there's a lot. Um, but again, even like a lot of things that aren't said, the fight, it's fucking stupid. And maybe it's because like, maybe this is like our ladybird. But the uh, when they get the gas and the fucking stupid kids are like. Oh yes, so like yeah. Sucking off the <laughs> the gas can. I mean, the entire sequence. It's like, oh god, growing up. <laughs> the entire sequence from when uh, Bradley Cooper's character is introduced to when Bradley character's character disappears. Br- yeah, is just edge of your seat. So fucking stressful, but so fucking funny at the same time. So let's talk about that because when we saw it, I think we both agreed. Uh, you. More so than me, uh, thought like, why are people? Why why would we seriously talk about Bradley Cooper for best supporting actor? He's not in it enough. And the more we've talked about this, the more both of us watch this, the more we're like, he absolutely should have been nominated for best supporting actor. Yeah, probably. I mean, like he's not in it very much, but you look at what he contributed, and he was so fucking good. Uh, He, his character is just cocaine in human form and if i mean if you're gonna nominate judy dench for belfast right she was barely in that movie barely contributed very much and bradley cooper had a greater impact on this movie than judy dench did for belfast definitely more so than kieran hines did in belfast or uh kieran hines is important in belfast but i think the bradley cooper gives a better performance uh definitely more deserving of jk simmons in being the ricardo's Honestly, the more I think about being the Ricardos, I don't think that anybody should have been nominated for that movie. But Bradley Cooper's first scene in this is like a top three scene for the entire year. And yeah, that's great. If I were to, if I haven't gone and sorted through them all, but I wouldn't be surprised if I was like, yeah, that was like the best scene also, of this year. I think you know this, but fun fact, it is the first scene that was filmed for the movie because it's like Bradley Cooper, this established actor who's supposed to be intimidating these kids mm-hmm. and uh, Cooper Hoffman and Alana, Alana Heim famously not actors. Yeah. Acting debut in this movie. So they pin them up against each other in that scene uh, just to ramp up the intimidation factor. And it fucking worked because that scene was amazing. I, uh, I don't know too much about um, John Peters other than the Barbra Streisand album cover where they're both standing there. But I Googled, john peters a few minutes ago and there's a headline on insider that is bradley cooper's licorice pizza character is based on a real life hollywood producer who started out as a hairdresser was married to pamela anderson for 12 days and fought steven seagal okay let's make a movie about that guy like let's do a spinoff about bradley cooper playing that guy and just follow him around all the time it's it's quite tarantino-esque yes maybe that would offend uh, paul thomas anderson because maybe a lot of people do things like this but just like taking a Making a fiction movie and then just like sprinkling in a real person. Yes. Be like, and then they run into John Peters and he's fine. You know how John Peters was. He's all coked up going crazy. He, it is very, very Tarantino-esque. Yeah. 100%. All of his scenes, though, are just fucking owning people. <laughs> uh, I hadn't seen it. We were just watching it again. I hadn't noticed that when he gets to the gas station and he throws the gas can at the guy, that it knocks the guy over. Yes. It's so good. It's like it's... <laughs> I mean, I was gonna say it's like a, it's like bowling, and maybe that Paul Thomas Anderson just has a, a, a type. True, uh, true. 
But he just like walks up, throws it at the guy. And he, does he call? He calls him like homie or ombre or something. Something. He's just like channeling all sorts of different things. But yeah, his first scene though with Cooper Hoffman, where he says among other things, "I'm going to kill you and your whole family. <laughs> your life is on the line here." Uh, he's like, uh, "You better hope you don't meet her." I mean, you think I'm bad? Uh, <laughs> uh the this the truck scene is like one of the best scenes of the year so stressful uh just i remember being in the theater being like very uncomfortable i wanted out yeah (laughs) very uncomfortable with how stressful that was and uh done by one alana heim yeah you told me that that she performed her own stunt she tom cruised it incredible what a talent yeah i mean this this also on the subject of alana heim we talked about her uh work anyway like every episode but um her uh this had some like 500 days of summer in that like 500 days of summer did a lot of like hey just in case you forgot look how beautiful zoe deschanel is yeah this was like very big and uh, west side story to this with uh, ansel elgort where it was just like look while you're what just while you're here watching the movie look at this face i know <laughs> well, the only difference is that alana heim was good in this movie Ah, that's... listen, Ansel Elgort was not good in West Side Story. Couldn't Stand tell. By that. Too busy looking at his face. Uh, the Heim family mm. absolutely murdered it in this movie. Yeah. The entire family is in the movie. And we we have to talk about our guy. Uh, you know his name, but I don't. Uh, Heim. Uh, no, the uh, the kid who comes for dinner. Oh, yeah. Uh, what's his... Uh, his character in this is Lance, but yeah. his name is... Uh, uh, I think, I think Jizz is in his last name. Okay, cool. Because I, I think that like the Lights Care podcast guys call him like the Jizz Man or something. Okay, uh, that I, guy rules. I want to say it's like Sky, yeah, Skyler Gizondo. Okay, he, he's he's he, awesome. He's so funny in everything. Everybody's everyone has great first scenes in this. Like yes. the first scene between those two is obviously on the plane. Uh, yeah. uh, I was gonna say like between Cooper and Alana. Are great or Gary and Alana is uh, great at the school, but the, the Lance's first scene when he walks back there and does the like, oh good, they have Salisbury steak uh, yeah, back here too, nice. right? <laughs> Just classic, classic douchebag. The scene with him and Modi Heim is outstanding. One of the best lines of the movie is, uh, "Listen, young lady, you don't bring this idiot to Shabbat hey. dinner." <laughs> I liked. Uh, what does your penis look like? Yes. Uh, what? A regular penis? A lot of questions about... A uh, lot of, like... Inquiring um, about body parts? Yeah, and, like, specifics. Uh, John Peters asks Gary... He, he was, like... Uh, he's, he's saying that he's running late because they were late now. And he goes, I'm, I'm sorry, we uh, didn't have gas <laughs> he goes it's an excuse i want to show up your fucking penis hole yeah and he's like how big's your penis hole <laughs> he's like i think he says does he say normal sized yeah he's like normal sized i think and he okay. goes how would you know <laughs> imagine how much that you think about how that would feel if i shove that excuse up your penis hole uh but yeah it's a shame he's only in a few scenes the uh skyler the jizz man jizondo 25 years old i would have guessed uh i would have guessed older but I mean he's been crushing it for a little bit. He was uh he was really good in Booksmart. That's right. He's in Booksmart. People know him from the Righteous Gemstones. Righteous Gemstones, yeah. Um 
But I mean, all the performances are good. And I want to say this. If you're upset that, as I am, that Red Rocket didn't get nominated, this is like the Sean Bakeryist movie of them in that, I mean, it stars people who previously had not acted yet got amazing performances out of them. Yeah. I mean, I, this is a very, very good movie that I, I don't think stands any chance of winning, but I will. It will definitely go down as like one of my favorites of the year. Do you think uh, do you think Esty gets? No, when I say like gets acting work, like, could you see Esty Heim yes. acting in things from here on? Yes. Out? I do too. I because I think that she's interesting enough of a person and yeah. like is very good at uh like facial expressions yeah. and like physical humor that she could absolutely do it. Alana obviously is like the 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 first twenty points anybody could have off of this movie. But if somebody else were playing if if Emma Roberts were playing Alana and SD Heim were still in this movie people would come away from it being like, yo, S.D. Heim should be in movies, yeah. right? I, I'm, I'm curious to see how much work both of them do uh, beyond this because it, this almost felt like a, like a favor to Paul Thomas Anderson. Right, or just like doing something with your family because right. like they are all so tight. Yeah. I also wonder that. Like, will she do... Um, will she do non-Paul Thomas Anderson right. things? And will, will, like, especially if it takes away from like music stuff because they're music through and through. Yeah. So I wonder, like, I wonder how willing they'll be to do anything outside of Paul Thomas Anderson and like anything that takes away from possibly music. I'll tell you what, they, it could be a very doable lifestyle if they don't tour and they just kind of do what the Beatles did, where like the Beatles were like, we're not going to tour, we're just going to make albums nonstop. They could, they could tour less, make albums at their regular pace, and replace touring with being in movies. Obviously, they are like musicians. Musicians. I can't so root for that. I, I would see them on tour. Yeah, I would assume like it would not bring them joy to have that kind of lifestyle. But I don't know if you if you were like a like an Adam Levine type and is like and we're like, how can I make my star as bright as it could possibly be? That they could have very long careers doing that. But for now, they're batting a thousand. This movie rules. It's probably my favorite like the the most enjoyable of all of them and i and either one or one a for the year yeah i i think that i don't know i th- I still think that drive my car i think is the best and my favorite uh but this is i i would say like the most enjoyable how can drive my car be your favorite if it doesn't even have the best car driver in it Ooh, that's licorice pizza, bro. You've got a new favorite. 